Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of JobQuest, where we get the inside scoop on what jobs are really like. I'm your host Luca, and today we'll be interviewing Christopher Dragon, a conductor for the Colorado Symphony. You'll learn about music, multitasking, fails, and much more. Let's begin our quest. Welcome to the show, Master Dragon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. First of all, what does the conductor do? So I'm the conductor of the Colorado Symphony and also the Wyoming Symphony. So a conductor, I guess, a conductor for many people is the person that stands in front of the orchestra that waves uh, a stick around or a baton, as we call it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my job is waving a stick around and making music and inspiring the orchestra to play. So can you describe an average day in your job and what that looks like? Well, an average day, it's for a conductor, an average day is constantly changing because of the sorts of concerts that we do. So every week is basically totally different. Um, so for a usual, let's say a big classical concert, one of the subscription concerts, uh, we would start rehearsals on a Wednesday. On Thursday, we would do two rehearsals. And then on Fridays, the dress. And then we would have concerts Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but like I said, concerts, concert weeks are completely different um, for every single week. So, for example, the first week of July, when we start our summer season, we've got a concert on Independence Eve. We've got a concert on July 5th at Red Rocks for John Williams. And then another concert um, that weekend for Beethoven and Bruce. So three completely different programs in one week. So really, it's every week is very, very different. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. A lot of work. The same, The thing that's always the same, I guess, is a lot of work. So what is your job beyond just like waving? <laughs> waving a stick. <laughs> what else do you do? I think, yeah, a lot. I, I think people associate a conductor with just waving a stick, but really there is so much more to it. And a lot of the work that we do as a conductor happens in the rehearsal, which is what the audience doesn't really get to see. So our job is very much getting 80 musicians um the 80 musicians in front of you because everyone's reading the same kind of dots and lines but every musician can interpret it in a completely different way so one of your jobs as a conductor is to get everyone on the same page so we're making music as one cohesive group rather than lots of different things happening so yeah it's 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 very much a leadership role of trying to bring everyone together Um, so it's not just beating time it's very much about putting it together and inspiring the orchestra with what the character is and trying to inspire the orchestra to play even better than they think they can. Much more than just waving a stick around. I I wish it was just waving a stick around. (laughs) (laughs) So what was your path to becoming a conductor? How did you get here? Well, my path was a little bit different than most. I think a lot of conductors, they go to school or to a university to study conducting Um, Whereas I didn't do that, my degree in university or college uh, was on clarinet. So I was a clarinetist, um, but I was always interested in conducting. Um, But back home, so I'm from Australia, Perth, Western Australia, which is far away from everything. Um, So back home, they didn't offer conducting as a subject. So I had to learn on my instrument. Um, And I guess the difficulty of being a conductor, wanting to be a conductor is that you can't, unlike being an instrumentalist, when you can just pick up your instrument and play anytime you want. As a conductor, unfortunately, you don't have an orchestra in the corner of your room to practice on whenever you want. 
So basically, the, my path to becoming a conductor is I conducted basically everything I possibly could. I put to start off, I put I brought all my friends together from both universities and created my own orchestra, um, which is pretty crazy. Having never conducted before, I put an orchestra together and a concert. Um, and things actually went pretty well. So that's I guess that was my inspiration um, to continue on. And then from there, I just conducted every single thing I possibly could in Perth, from amateur groups like brass bands, concert bands, amateur um, community orchestras, and then all the way to like opera, youth orchestras, university orchestras. I did everything. And to me, that's, that was my learning, was being in front of these groups um, in the moment, learning during rehearsal. I think to me, that was the most valuable experience um, yeah, so that's where I started. I won an assistant job with our professional orchestra back at home, the West Australian Symphony. And then I was lucky enough to win the assistant, uh, the associate conductor job with the Colorado Symphony. So I've been here now seven years. So I think everything's going pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. So yeah, I'm, I'm loving it here in Colorado. So your key to success is a lot of conducting. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think it's doing everything you possibly can, not saying mm -hmm. no and just throwing your hat into any sort of thing. Because even if it is the most basic group, like working with even a school orchestra, you're going to learn something about how to communicate with a group of people. Because to me, that is one of the hardest things. Um, and when you go to a university, you don't really get to study conducting. Not many universities offer a lot of podium time. So by that, I mean a lot of time in front of an orchestra so it's very hard to learn when you don't have that constant experience working with real people you know yeah exactly um, yeah yeah speaking of the like 50 some instruments in the orchestra yeah. how do you keep an eye on so many of them at one time and does it translate to any other parts of your life yeah so i think it, it's of course it's a it's very hard to read every single line at the same time so for me, a lot of the preparation comes even before the rehearsal, you get a score. Um, a score is basically what a conductor uses and it has every instrument listed out from the woodwinds, brass, percussion, keys, strings. And from there, I kind of work on or I mark up what I see as the important bits or what other important voices or instruments I need to bring out during a, a, a certain piece. So. Yes, you're reading every single line, but you're also really honing on in on those key instruments that you want to focus on. Um, so yeah, yes, you read everything, but you're very much looking at specific lines. And in terms of it uh, translating to other piece, uh, parts of my life, I guess I'm a decent multitasker. I constantly am doing numerous things at once. I'm constantly thinking of, I need to do this, this, and this, and using time as efficiently as I can. Because of the conductor, that's you're restricted to how much rehearsal time. So you need to get everything done in that little time frame. So I feel like I'm very efficient in my in my timing. What are the best um, parts of being a conductor? Uh, the best parts? Well, of course, I think the best thing is getting to make music for an audience. Um, that is the most rewarding part is sharing music with um, the Denver audience or whichever audience I'm, I'm we're performing to. But it, the best part is definitely when you're in the middle of a performance and you're just sitting back and the orchestra's playing. It's the most glorious, you've been to concerts, it's the most glorious sound being surrounded by by an orchestra. Um, I think I've got the best seat in the house because I'm so close to it. Um, it's it's an amazing feeling when 
when when you're conducting a piece it's like riding a wave it starts and you're just there for the ride mm -hmm. it's it's i agree with you about the best seat in the house it's <laughs> and on the flip side what are the worst parts of your job or like maybe your least favorite pet peeves i think yeah the worst i guess my biggest pet people the hardest part about being a conductor is just the amount of work that goes into it um you don't really have apart from the rehearsals there is so much preparation that goes into a rehearsal like learning all the music like you need to know everything inside out because at the end of the day a performance pulling a performance together a lot of it rests on the conductor mm -hmm. um figuring out what all the issues are making it um comfortable for the musicians by the time you get to that stage so the hardest part i think is the amount of pressure that's put on you um because there's a huge amount of pressure if something goes wrong it's usually your fault um the pressure and also just the amount of uh work time because you're just constantly studying scores um like for example now i'm studying for things all the way in july i was just on holiday and even during my holiday i was going over like mozart symphonies and concertos and stuff like that just so that when we're in the thick of it in july because we have concerts back to back to back i need to do all the preparation earlier so i'm not stressing when that when we're in the middle of it all so it's non-stop work if uh -huh. nine to five doesn't apply it's even longer than nine to five yeah that's a lot of work but it's a lot of work it's necessary to become a conductor yeah well like i said you have to do it because when you're in front of 80 people like you have to know what you're talking about so that the orchestra has confidence in you so you need to be as prepared as you possibly can be so what is your favorite piece to conduct and why because i know you've probably conducted thousands of pieces maybe but uh -huh. if you could find a single one what would it be uh, i don't know if i have like a single one piece that i that i love to conduct i think for me as a conductor my favorite and it's maybe it's a bit cheesy saying this or a bit of a cliche but my favorite thing is whatever i'm currently like working on whatever the piece of music is that i'm about to perform and uh, that always to me is what i i is my favorite piece is whatever i'm working on because I think as a conductor, you have to be so committed to what you're performing or else it's not convincing and it doesn't come across well. So you just have to be 100% committed to the music you're performing. So really, it's whatever I'm working on at the time. I'm sorry I don't have a specific piece, but yeah. <laughs> well, when you're, when you're studying a piece for a concert, you definitely get to know it so well. Yeah, you know it inside out. And then the most rewarding part is when you all that work, you kind of throw it to the side and then you just make music. To me, that's that's the best bit. When we're in the performance, you've done all the rehearsals and you're just letting the orchestra play. That to me is the most fun. So um, how many hours or like how long in a day are you on a screen? On a screen? Oh my gosh. From basically after I ate breakfast until just before going to bed. So mm -hmm. I would say, gosh, whenever I wake up, so around nine, so all the way, so I stay up pretty late. So to like 12, 1 in the morning is when I, I, I feel like I work best super late at night because I feel like I get so tired and I get a bit crazy. So my best ideas come then. Um, but yeah, the whole day, there's no, the only time I break is for like food um, and then straight back to work. So the whole day. <laughs> what are the best instruments to learn if you want to become a conductor? Oh, I think... I think the most valuable instrument I personally think is probably the piano 
to learn as a conductor just because on the piano it's not a single line instrument meaning that when you're playing there are a lot of voices as a left hand and a right hand and you can play more than one voice so there's lots of textures and things like that that you can work on but also being able to play the piano means you can read a score so all those different lines you can condense it down and play it on a piano that's it's the probably the most efficient way to learn a score is by doing it on on a piano and breaking it down um so i i would say that would be number one that's that's just my personal opinion and then it's it would be very valuable also to know any sort of string instrument just because they are very much the body of the orchestra they surround you as a conductor and um and they very uh, yeah they're very much the, the the body of the sound of an orchestra so knowing how string instruments work is very valuable but i think in general you have to have a a little bit of an idea of all the instruments as a conductor um but yeah piano to me i think is probably the most important i've heard from some people they say that piano is kind of the key to um some other instruments i don't know if that's like exactly Why? no that's i think it's a good point i think it gives you a great foundation and understanding of music and just the foundations of music like harmony um and all those sort of things just because you can do so much on a piano because that's what i studied first i learned piano and then i went on to learning clarinet which was my main instrument um in university and high school but yeah piano yeah it's a great place to start i love piano yeah good <laughs> you're on your way to becoming a conductor then huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have one tricky question for you. What has been your biggest fail in conducting? My biggest fail uh, was when I was back home in Western Australia, conducting my my hometown orchestra, the professional orchestra at home, the West Australia Symphony Orchestra. We were doing a Comic-Con concert. So everyone was in costumes. Um, and then I did my classic, uh, what was it called? Jurassic Park, the music from Jurassic Park. I came out in a giant inflatable T-Rex costume. And as I was conducting that main theme in the concert, I don't know what happened. Something popped off the, the costume and then the inflatable T-Rex started deflating as I was conducting. Oh, no. So that was probably, yeah, that was probably my biggest fail that I've had as a conductor. It was a, it was a costume malfunction, I guess. And I had an extinction straight on stage. Uh, but that's actually, it's on YouTube somewhere, that video of me deflating as a TRX as I'm conducting. It's somewhere on YouTube. <laughs> so that would be my biggest fail. <laughs> you just keep conducting and you were like, oh, is oh, it? Is it is luckily, it luckily, it, it, it luckily it happened right towards the end of the piece. Oh. So by the time I finished, it was completely deflated. But I was so close to the end that I was like, oh, I just need to finish. And it was the last piece before intermission. So luckily I could just run off in in, in embarrassment <laughs> <laughs> yeah and finally the hardest question what is your favorite joke oh what is my favorite? i think being a conductor i guess i should do a, a, a conductor joke um so what do you do with a person who can't play his own instrument i don't know what do you do give him a stick and call him a conductor <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one is funny and it's on theme it's relevant it's on theme exactly well being a conductor sounds so cool it, it definitely has its perks you get to make music and work with some really great people well thank you so much for being on the show 
And thank you for listening to this episode of Job Quest. We'll see you next time.